You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and I have Eleanor Wells, uh, director, podcaster, writer, other things, many other things. Uh, Eleanor, I just wanted to, to thank you for coming on to uh, Something Rather Than Nothing. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and um, I know we're reaching you from uh, um, uh, from Wisconsin, uh, a place I, I, I love, and I'm very interested um, in your projects and the things that you do. But first of all, I was wondering uh, about a big conceptual question or origin story is, were you an artist when you were born? I'm sure. Um, I just, I don't know about when I was born, but I know some of my first memories when I was very young, you know, about four years old, I, I always loved stories. Um, you know, watching movies with my mom and my brother, uh, I was very creative. So, um, this one um, family used to babysit me and we would play dress up and I would watch, you know, Disney movies. And then I would, when I was very young, I started writing my own stories. So I would say it's, it's been in me for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And I'm going to pick up on, you know, you saying stories. I mean, I, I love, one of the things I love in my podcast is that we end up just talking about stories a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's philosophy and art, mm-hmm. you know, but it ends up being, um, being about stories. And you mentioned watching film. I'm a film lover. You make film, you write film. What What were you watching when you were younger that was like <laughs> kind of sunk into your brain? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, there was a lot, um, but probably the biggest influence on me was Disney. Um, mm-hmm. And at that time, um, I know I'm not that old, but, you know, it was the the 90s Disney movies of the Disney Renaissance, and then it was the original films that um, were made during Walt Disney's lifetime. And I remember, gosh, I want to say it was watching watching Peter Pan and when they're all flying to Neverland. And I remember having the thought that I, I want to do that. And yeah. I just and of course there were other things too I think um, of all things uh Pokemon was a huge influence on me that original show um and then when I was a little bit older maybe six or seven um I started getting into the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and uh the original X-Men movies and um I just sort of built on the pop culture that I consumed uh as I as I got older yeah yeah um, and so, uh, we'll get into different aspects of the things you do and, mm-hmm. uh, certainly with, um, uh, filmmaking mm-hmm. and, um, one of the things, uh, that kind of connects us and like how I think we end up talking besides me being very interested in your thoughts about art is, yeah. um, I had Paige Henderson and Nicole Murray on mm-hmm. the podcast yes. before, uh, as well, who are wonderful actresses. Yes. And- and in in the in the film uh, Eagle Rock, um, I wanted I'm so I'll tell you I'm like I really like their work, and mm-hmm. then I encountered your work, and mm-hmm. I love the um, the story that's that's in Eagle Rock, mm-hmm. and so I've been very 
interested in your project through contacting them and seeing mm-hmm. all that. So can you tell us about um, your filmmaking just as far as with working on, on Eagle Rock in that story? Sure. So that my journey with Eagle Rock started about four years ago at this point. Um, so this is 2017. And a series of events led me to become very interested in cults and particularly in the Manson family. And I wanted to understand what would cause somebody to become a part of a group like that. Because like, I think many other people, I was like, oh, how can anybody fall for that kind of thing? And then the more I read, the more it made sense. And then I had this idea of the first, the first girl, what that experience would have been like for her. Like, how do we recognize a cult as a cult, you know, before it's had a lot of the imagery or just the um, the things that we associate with it. And that's really where my journey with Eagle Rock began. And then I realized I had a lot more story to tell. Um, so, you know, we did the short, I wrote a feature and then I wrote two, um, then I wrote two sequels to it too. So it's um, at this point, it's a three chapter overarching story about how, about three generations in this one family and how the actions of a cult in 1971 still, you know, reverberate 25 years later in 1986 and then um, 25 years after that. So in the present day of 2021 and those, every part of that story is really informed by the research that I did. And I just kept realizing that there was more story to tell and more story to tell, but I'm, I'm pretty happy with it as a, as a trilogy now. And right now people have only seen a short film. Um, But I hope it can be um, really a conversation starter and people can, you know, watch my work. And this is true of Eagle Rock and also everything I want to do in the future. My goal is for really to people to watch what I create and, they maybe they go out to a bar to a restaurant or um you know sit around a fire with their friends and say well what did you think about that and maybe they have different opinions about what you know a character's motivation was or what the meaning of a certain scene was but have them there and have them talking about it and recognizing these patterns in their own lives or even if it's not them if it's if it's people that they know um so that's that's really my goal. It's um, and I appreciate you saying that. And for me, for me, in response, to that it's like super timely because the mm-hmm. first time in my life, I'm like, or maybe a lot of Americans, it's like this right now. But mm-hmm. to actively interact with cult cult members, yes. <laughs> like I'm having conversations that are supposed to be, mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it, like regular conversing conversations, and all of a sudden, I'm talking with somebody. I don't know when something become a cult. Well, it's in the territory that you're talking about. It's somewhere percolating in there when it becomes it. So I think interrogating like this is philosophy, right? Like interrogating Mm -hmm. truth or like, what is the story that you believe in Mm -hmm. is like right now that conversation is deep. It's deeply important to have that conversation. So, Mm -hmm. um, all right. So, Eleanor, you create, uh, you, you, you create film, you've done podcasts, mm-hmm. um, you're interested in art, you create mm-hmm. art. What is art? Oh, gosh. Um, art is 
To me, I would say it's a reflection of how we view ourselves. And it's something that is immortalized or that we, we immortalize a bit of ourselves in our time period that we live in because um to quote <laughs> to quote perks of being a wallflower like this moment will be another story someday like right now we're living in the present but 50 years from now this is going to be a time or 50 years from now i should say even you know 100 200 years from now this will be a time that people study and they'll listen to our music and they'll watch our our films our tv they'll read our books our news and they'll try to understand a little bit about us and art is really something that I think it, it, it's a piece of ourselves that lasts forever and it through art we can explore how humans are the same like Shake, William Shakespeare lived you know 400 years ago and yet his work it still speaks to something so truthful about being human and that's right. why it you know still resonates today and people still put on his plays and that's one of the most compelling parts about art for me yeah yeah i um i uh and, and i hear it going back to stories right like what it is that i don't know universal is a troublesome term but just like yeah. in a sense where it feels human yes where it feels human the story mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. Um, all right. Well, thank you. For, thank you for that. Wow. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I ended up thinking about your answer to what is art. And that's part of my difficulty is to continue uh, mm -hmm. uh, talking. I have another big question. It's sure. a little bit connected to like kind of where you come from and what influences you. And the question is, uh, who or what made you who you are? Oh, God, um, I would say that I am a product of just, I don't know if this really answers your question, but just everything that I've experienced in life up until this point. I've had experiences in my life that have shaped me. Um, I can look back to certain moments in my life and think, well, I'm, I'm never going to be that the girl that I was before that thing happened. Um, but what I can do is, is use my experiences in my life and try to be a better person, to be a more informed person, to help other people. Um, you know, oftentimes I think, you know, back to certain, you know, moments in my life and think like, well, what would have happened if I had made a different decision here? And I've realized like, you know, nobody's, well, I mean, it's such a cliche, but it's true because nobody's perfect and you can't, you can't change the past, but you can, can move forward. And I think, I think everything happens for a reason. I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, no. I mean, it gets, it gets, it gets right at it. Mm -hmm. I, um. I was I was wondering, uh, Eleanor. I was wondering about um, the uh, when you're doing a period piece, and, mm -hmm. and, and this this is what fascinates me about what you do. I yeah. often think of like the late '60s mm -hmm. or '70s. I was born in '72, so mm -hmm. I'm like I'm at this time where 
like that's a before my time but yeah. i'm like deeply interested in the, right. the social pieces that were going going mm -hmm. on there when what how have you gone back uh, to look at that period and to feel like you're get because I watched Eagle I, I and I love it because I there's mm -hmm. details that I know mm -hmm. you picked up on in yeah. your, your show and uh, how did you get how do you get that stuff from that time? Um, consuming everything I possibly could from that yeah. time period and not just from you know the isolated period of sixty eight to seventy one but stuff from the mid fifties when Alex, you know, would have been a child and growing up. And um, I guess I should say mid to late fifties, uh, early sixties, um, talking a lot to my grandparents because they were alive in that time, asking them what they remember. Um, but I watch shows, I uh, read books, I watch movies, I look into the news, just everything that I possibly could. And just really absorbing what it would have been like to be in that time. And I think that yeah. is what helped me. And, you know, there were some like modern day period pieces that I watched, um, you know, Mad Men as a show is just a huge, huge influence on me as a, as a creative person, but even just random, you know, movies that were made in the sixties because that art was, you know, that was a product of its time. And I think I've been able, even if I haven't been able to put my finger on it, Exactly. I've been able to gather something from every every piece of media that I consumed from that time. Yeah, something like it comes down to like something like the vibe, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. You know, and audio, a lot of time mm -hmm. is like what's 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 the vibe. Right. Um, we talked about. Uh, I love your response of what is art. Um, mm -hmm. Another question related to that, though, I was wondering is, what do you think the role of art is, and is it different? now in our times 2021 yeah. what have you than than it has been um i think the role of art is for us to understand reality and i don't know that if i don't know that it's ever been different in human existence i think that's always been its role um because you know, it's it's funny. So I don't know if we mentioned this when we were e I mentioned this when we were emailing. Um, I'm in uh, I'm acting right now. So I'm in a, our town, which is a great, great show because it's it was written in 1938. And it's about a memory of of 1901 to 1913. And it's so interesting as we're going through rehearsals, like the fact that this is a memory of a past time, but we're also portraying the 30s, it in 2021, and that it can still be relevant today, is I think what gets at a lot of your question because there's um some really beautiful monologues in the text about how the purpose of the show is to understand people who lived in the past, and I think that's that's so so interesting, um, and it's one of the reasons I. I love the show and I think it, it, that it gets at um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of your question about the purpose of art and has it changed? And I would say that it has not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Want to just ask a question. Sometimes like in the show, I, I try to kind of check in with kind of like 
local art scenes, the show is like international. And so I like try to get a little bit of a vibe and going into Milwaukee, people always cringe when you mention Milwaukee as like an art town, because, you know, it's it's there's that Milwaukee image in our head. And I've always found when when I lived there and was around there, I I found Milwaukee to be a vibrant uh, art scene for Mm -hmm. me. I, I, I deeply adore like the music, the metal, but also, mm-hmm. you know, kind of formal arts and things like that. Right. So what's your, what's your take on, what's your take on clunky Milwaukee and, I, and art? I think that there are a lot of really talented, really wonderful and passionate people here. And I've, I've noticed that just from doing shows since I've been here, but I think it's something that I've always been aware of. Yeah. And um, I know one of the things I've talked about, even musically, the differences between Madison folk music and, and metal that you find in 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 uh, in, in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the uh, one of the additional questions I have and like a big one, and I'm going to ask you some uh, a, a couple others. But um, one of the things uh, that I've uh, started to ask guests is um, your thoughts on this. Um uh-huh. Uh, there's a like it seems like events are moving fast. I don't know, it's like pandemic, social mm-hmm. upheaval, and things and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Analogous to the time you know that you're depicting in the film, the '60s into into '70s. Yeah. One of the th- questions I've been thinking about is how do we, how do you think we derive meaning or understand what's going on when times are like this? <sighs> That's a great question. You know, it's funny because I remember, I remember when like the lockdowns first started, that was like March, 2020. I had, I had planned, previously planned a trip to Colorado to see a part of my family and shit hit the fan when I was there. Um, So I was already there And I remember just everybody was really scared because we didn't know what was going on at the time and how things were going to end up. And I didn't know if I was going to go back to my job ever. And I just remember thinking as I was in the car with my family and wait, like even if I never go back to my job, even if this all goes horribly, horribly wrong, I'm with the people that I love and that matter to me. And I think, I think not that work isn't important, not that, you know, all of our social obligations, not that those aren't important, but I really think we derive meaning from our, not only our passions and what we're good at, but the people around us, the people that we love, the the impact that we make on others. And that was just a really, like, um, almost like an epiphany I had when I was there. Um, not that I wasn't aware of it before, but I really think the people that we love and, you know, our, our vocations in life, for some people that can be you know, their career paths, you know, maybe somebody's a doctor and they're passionate about saving people's lives and they're really good at it. Or maybe somebody else's calling in life is, is to be a mother and to take care of her children. I mean, it's different for all of us, but it's all valid. 
and it's all important to that person as long as yeah. that's where they really want to be. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, uh, one of the things I wanted to, to ask you is um, you've done some uh, podcast uh, work, uh, Joe, about a girl. And I wanted to ask you about your storytelling through like audio and just using, um, you know, a, a podcast for, for a medium. Well, I, I listen to those, um, to those uh, stories and it's usually about a, uh, a male artist uh-huh. figure and um, the, the women in their relationship and how they were submerged yes. uh, back behind. Um, what I wanted to ask about your storytelling, because I love those stories and you're a visual storyteller as, as well with video. When you're going into telling that story with podcasting and the sound and such like that, mm-hmm. do you feel it as a, a really distinct project or way of telling a story or is it not as different as I'm thinking? Um, well, the medium was definitely distinct and I'm um, getting used to the medium. I definitely think was a, a challenge and one that I found very, very rewarding. But the, at the end of the day, it was a story like any other story that I was telling. And that was just such a wonderful experience um, because it was something that I was passionate about. And this could be a, a story for a whole nother podcast, but I I tend to get a little bit frustrated with certain media makers in today's day and age who say the only way for a female character to be strong is if she, she, you know, wields a gun and goes to, you know, fight with the boys or whatever. And that, that can be great if it's done well, but there's also a lot of validity to being in love and, and loving someone and, and something. And that is powerful in its own way. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to honor that. And I wanted to honor those women who I feel like haven't really gotten their due. And I was just so, so grateful to um, Jake Brennan and Brady Sadler of um, Double Elvis for just giving me a chance and believing in me. And I'm, I'm so happy to see that it's, you know, sprung off into a life of its own. Um, and the other person I have to shout out is uh, Scott Janovitz, who did the music and a lot of the, um, the he did the sound effects and such for it. And just, I, I'm so, so grateful to those guys for giving me a platform um, and that I think a lot of people have resonated with. Well, it's, it's fantastic work, Eleanor, and mm-hmm. you know, distinct, distinct works of art. And the subject matter for me is I'm deeply fascinated with because it, it's so astounding, astounding once you see and go back into the female artists and, and those who are around what they were doing and what, uh, mm-hmm. what stories, right? Back to the story, what story right. um, hasn't, hasn't been told uh, there. So um, I want to ask uh, the big question to make sure mm-hmm. like put it out there and like sure. have it out there, which is the, why is there something rather than nothing? Um, well, to go back to our town for a minute, there's, um, there's a great monologue at the very end of the show that the stage manager gives and he, he or she, um, well, in our, in our production, we have two, um, so I guess the stage manager is a character 
muses about how Earth may be the only place in the universe where there's life. And I, I, I don't have any strong feelings either way. My sort of belief on that is I wouldn't be surprised either way, um, whether that there, you know, Earth was the only place where there was life or Earth wasn't the only place. Um, but I think, I don't know if I can give a concrete answer to that question, but what matters is that we are here and we shouldn't take that for granted because every life has value um, and we all have something to contribute to the world and a legacy to leave behind after we're gone. And I think that's that's very powerful. I think the answer to your question is that we have to we have to search for our meaning. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I feel that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um yeah, thank you. Oh man, that thank you so much. Um so one of the one of the things I wanted to uh, one of the things I wanted to to, to ask you about um, and maybe a quick answer uh, if, if you feel so mm -hmm. um, on those stories in the place of like about about a girl mm -hmm. and and women who are supportive male artists mm -hmm. the, the industries what how's it feel now I mean are those stories just there are those stories abound now or do you see like our time's different for, you know, women creators mm -hmm. in, in that situation in a, in a patriarchy. I mean, is, is it, is, does it feel different? Um, I think it does to a degree. I think it's not perfect, but I, I will say that we've come a long way from, you know, the sixties where somebody like Jane Asher can be this really wonderful actress with a really solid career, but only be known as Paul McCartney's girlfriend. Um, I think we've come a long way from someone like a Peggy Lipton having to give up her career um, to be married and have kids at the request of her husband. Obviously, there was a lot more to that story, but that was an aspect of it. Um, and I think part of the reason, one of the reasons it's called about a girl, not, um, not just because the title fits, but, um, as a tribute to Kurt Cobain. And I think a lot of the, um, yeah. ways he was very progressive and you hear him talk about how women and, you know, people of color and other marginalized people are treated. And I'm like, I'm listening to him talk and this is, you know, eighties, nineties. And he was a really cool, dude and I think things definitely had to change to make way for for somebody like him and all the people that have come since um and you know obviously we we did the episode which was one of my favorites to do about Kidata Jones and, and Tupac Shakur and that was um that was the most recent one we did in the uh the first season um I guess to answer your question I think things have changed in a good way, but I don't think the issues have really fully gone away because sometimes you still hear people, unfortunately, talking about these women um, just in terms of how they relate to men. 
And yeah. I wanted to give them a little bit more of their own um, identity. And I hope my podcast is helpful in that regard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, abs- absolutely. Well, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering uh, about uh, your film company, which I understand to be named Cinderella Pictures. What's the story behind uh, Cinderella? Yes. Um, so as I, I mentioned Disney earlier and um, uh, Peter Pan, but the other movie that was really influential to me, and I, I always liked it as a kid, but it's a movie that's grown more and more in importance for me as I've gotten older, is Walt Disney Cinderella. And I, I love the story. And I love the character. And to me, I find, you know, Walt Disney's version to be the definitive telling. Um, but I think it, it a lot of it came from, you know, this, this narrative that, oh, she just sits around and waits for a prince, which is not what the, the that story is about at all. It's a story about a, a girl trapped in a bad situation who by virtue of being a good person gets the life that she deserves. And I think that there is something very powerful about that. Um, it's certainly something that I have connected to in the past or in during more challenging times in my daily life. And to how I feel then to how I feel when I get to be either on a film set on stage, writing, sharing my art with people. It, it very much feels like Cinderella. And I remember the first time I was ever on a film set, I, I got to go be on set that day. And then I had to, because I was still in high school, so I had to go home, get up and go to school the next day. And <laughs> I remember saying something to the effect of like, oh, I just, I feel like Cinderella at the ball. Um, and I think movies can have that power. And I think I not only do I get to live my dream, but I hope that through the work I make, I can make the dreams of lots of other people come true. And of course, I'm, I'm very, I'm very sensitive to what's going on with IATSE right now. And I'm in full support of what they're doing. And it's very important to me as a creator to create a healthy environment on set. And um, I guess the other thing I should add is the feminine aspect of things. I want to tell stories that are, again, diverge in a way from what mainstream, a lot of mainstream Hollywood tries to say is a strong female character. I I want to see more types of, of women. And I think, I think, you know, men are, men are great. Um, there's lots of good men out there. Um, there's lots of great stories that have been made with male lead characters. And one thing I think those a lot of those stories resonate is they're they're written in a universal way. I love Luke Skywalker. I Luke Skywalker is a character that anyone can relate to. It doesn't matter who you are. And I want to be able to create some of that for for female lead characters because that's my experience and I want I think in a lot of ways of course there's so many aspects of the human experience that are universal and I think the more that our our culture our society can see that from different lenses the better off we'll be and that's part of my goal with the company as well 
Yeah, I really appreciate that. Um, you know, obviously a great name. So I, I really like, um, I really like you kind of filling in like, you know, the, the thinking, uh, that is, you know, that is behind that. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think with, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the talented women uh, mm -hmm. that you work with as well, yeah. of course, you know, with, with, uh, Paige in the lead of, of, of Eagle Rock, mm -hmm. having somebody help you tell those stories and get out that, um, yeah. that, that piece. I mean, it's just, it's noticeable and it, the, it speaks for itself. So, um, uh, thank you for, for letting us know more about, um, uh, Cinderella pictures. All right. So Eleanor, I want, um, uh, I want you to be able to, um, to, however you feel like, kind of like, let us let listeners know and be able to connect to like what you're working on or how they can or where to look for it. Mm -hmm. Well, um, Eagle Rock is available to stream on Amazon um, with an IndiePix Unlimited subscription. Um, you can get like a free trial, I think, for a week, or you can purchase or rent the film. I think it's like a dollar to rent and like five bucks to, to purchase. Um, you can listen to uh, About a Girl wherever you get your podcasts. Um, of course, on the off chance anyone's in Wisconsin, um, my show Our Town uh, opens next week. Um, well, I, I'm not sure when this is going to air, but it runs October 8th through the 10th and October 15th through the 17th. And I'm follow me on Instagram. I'm at uh, ebrinw and uh, Eagle Rock Movie for news about the film. And I, I really hope that I can have a fruitful and productive 2022 of making content that is important to me and that matters. Yeah. Well, it, it well, I mean, it, it definitely does. And I, 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 I like, um, like for me as like, my receiving it some of my uh areas that i'm interested in 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 the work that you develop um i i really enjoy it and um i really appreciate your efforts in in doing it i wanted to ask one question it's kind mm -hmm. of like a separate little hanging question sure. there too is i know you've worked um on um you know, you've done screenplays and such. Mm -hmm. I haven't asked the question of, of folks who, who write in that manner. Mm -hmm. How different is it um, as far as creating something, creating a piece that's in that format, a screenplay format? What's that like? Um, like different as opposed to like writing a novel? Yeah, I mean, just like different in the sense of where you're trying to bring in like maybe the sensory aspects and the dialogue and just like... The, just the creating that to give that its vibrancy. I guess just having a really clear vision in my head of what I want the story to be and making sure that that comes across. Like, it's definitely different, you know, in a way I find novels more challenging than screenplays because you have to paint a complete picture for the for yeah. um the audience and with with film you can just kind of show everything and when i imagine the stories that i'm writing it's a very vivid picture i think of sounds including music ambient noise smells looks and i, I just find it easier to sometimes to suggest a lot of that or what yeah. you know what the characters are wearing and then in, in novels you just have to be so so thorough um and in in screenplays you definitely have to be more concise yeah 
Yeah. Thanks for that. I've been trying to, um, like I'm dabbling myself and like, I find like different ways of creating, like I see my brain trying to adapt to how to get the story out. So like my brain thinks like that. And it's just, I always kind of just think of a different way to depict mm-hmm. prior to being, you know, shown. Absolutely. So. Um, the other thing I forgot to mention is um, during, I guess, um, the pandemic, or when we were, you know, locked down and, and couldn't do anything. I did a couple of uh, stage readings of some of my scripts. Um, so I did the one I loved, which is the first sequel to Eagle Rock. And then I did um, The Good Life, which is the second one. And then I also did a stage reading of a pilot that I wrote for an unrelated series that I think is kind of be my next project um, once I get a couple of these films in the can. So if people could, you know, wanted to take some time to, to watch them and um, there was just some great work and I had, I had some very talented people involved and, you know, just kind of a, a fun little way to watch things. Um, and they're on yeah, Cinderella Motion Pictures is YouTube channel. Oh, great. And subscribe great. and I'll, I'll be putting content um, up there as well, just in, in the future. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And the thing is, uh, not only are you talented, but the projects I've seen you work on are, are inhabited by other talented people. So yeah. that goes a that goes a long way in in in, in creating mm-hmm. some some nice some nice art. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Eleanor, it's been so great um, uh, to meet you and to learn about like your creativity and um, your your thoughts uh, on art and creativity and. Um, I just want to thank you for making the things that you make because um, I really enjoy them and for spending the time to like get into your head a little bit and <laughs> learn about, um, you know, uh, how you do your stuff. So I, I, oh, I really wanted to thank you deeply. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Thanks again for having me. I hope to put more out into the world very soon. Thanks so much, Eleanor. This is Something Rather Than Nothing, 